Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We just enter in this morning with grateful hearts, hearts of thanksgiving, Father, with hearts of praise, with hearts of adoration for you today, Father. We we make a a a, a intentional step this morning to just to just go into the spirit realm, Father. We wanted we don't want to think about this from a natural perspective, but we want to think of this as a supernatural uh, place and a supernatural. A moment, Father, we thank you for there's a spirit of revival to blow in this house today. Father, we thank you that your your power is here, your presence is here. We just ask you to intensify it, Father. All we want today is your you what you want and what you want to say, what you want us to hear. Father, we just give this service to you. We pray for those that are watching online this morning, Father. Touch them where they are today, Father. Those that are here that are needing a fresh touch from you. We just ask you to just do what you have to do today. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your joy. Thank you, Father. We just worship you. We invite your presence into this room right now. We invite your presence into this room today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You're welcome here. You're welcome here today. You're welcome here today. We just worship you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We thank you, Lord, for what for who you are, what you what you've done for us at the cross, Father. We have life because of you, life more abundantly because of you. We thank you, Lord. We just bless you today. We honor you today. We thank you for waking us up today to this new day, Father, for giving us breath in our body today. We thank you for touching our bodies, healing us, setting us free, rescuing us, Father. We thank you, Lord, today. We just worship you. We praise you. We set our gaze. We set our attention on you this morning, Father. You're the reason why we're here today. You're the reason why we're here today. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Have your way today. Have your way this morning. 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 We just glorify you. We lift you up. We magnify you. You're our all in all, Father. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you. We worship you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Are y'all ready? Yes. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. good and your mercy endureth forever and Lord you are good and your mercy endureth forever people from every nation and tongue from generation to generation we worship you and hallelujah hallelujah we worship you for who you are. Come on, we worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you for who you are. Come on, you are good. You are good. Yes, you are. 
We bless you, Jesus. Come on. Oh, come on. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Yeah. People from every nation and tongue, from generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you for who you are. Yeah. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you for who you are. Yeah, you are good. Because you are good. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So good. So good. Yeah, you are good. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Come on. You are good. You are good all the time and all the time. You are good. Come on, let's say it. You are good all the time and all the time. You are good. Yeah, you are good all the time and all the time. You are good. Yeah, you are good all the time. We bless you, Jesus. You are good. Oh, yeah. Come on, we thank you for your goodness. You're so, so good. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Yeah, you are good, Lord. Because, Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Come on, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. You're so, so good. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Yeah, you are good, Lord. You are good, and your mercy endureth forever. Yeah, people from every nation and tongue, from generation to generation, we worship you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you are. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you for who you are. 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 Yeah, come on, shout it out. You are good. Hallelujah. Come on, say he's good. Good. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, give me the praise one more time. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We lift you up today. Magnify your name. We bless you, Jesus. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. Darkness falls, it won't prevail. 
Cause the God I serve knows only how to triumph And my God will never fail Come on, do you believe it today? Yes, my God will never fail And I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord And I'm gonna see a victory Gonna see I'm gonna see a victory For the battle For the battle belongs to you, Lord Yes, it belongs to you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say there's power in the mighty name. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any giant. Cause I know how this story ends Oh, I know how this story ends And I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle For the battle belongs to you, Lord And I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. Yeah, it belongs to you. Everything I go through, it all belongs to you. Oh, because you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, everybody. We speak it for. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it. And you turn it for good. My good. You turn it for good. Oh, you take, yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil. And you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good You turn it for good yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil And you turn it for good Turn it for good You turn it for good yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good You turn it for good And I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord And I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you, Lord No weapon farm's gonna For prosper. Battle belongs to you, Lord. Belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. Yeah. I'm gonna see a victory. 
for the battle. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Oh, you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, we prophesy it today. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Yes, you do. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it. You turn it for good. What the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, you believe that? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless you. Honor you, Jesus. Magnify you today. Oh, we love you, Lord. Blessed be your name. So worthy. So worthy. give life you are love you bring light to the darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken great are you It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath. Come on, everybody. In our lungs, pour it out. So we pour out our praise to you only. darkness you give hope you restore every heart that is broken yeah. great are you Lord it's your breath it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise Pour out our praise, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise only. Pour it all out on you. Pour it out on you. So great. So great. Shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. All the earth, all the earth will shout your praise. 
our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Come on, all the earth. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour it out. We pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you always. We declare he's great today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm calling the audible. Thank you, Lord. Bless you be your name today. Thank you, Jesus. You're the God of miracles, signs and wonders, glory. You're the God of revival. You're the God of restoration. The one who made the blind to see is moving here in front of me, moving here in front of me. The one who made the deaf to hear. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God. You're, You're the God, God of miracles. Oh. He's the God who does the You're impossible. The God of miracles. Oh. God of miracles. The one who does impossible. Reaching out to make me whole, reaching out to make me whole. The one who put death in its place, his life is flowing through my veins. His life is flowing through my veins. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Yeah. I believe in you. Oh, I believe in you. You're the 
believe in you. same yesterday today and forever he's still a miracle working god aren't you glad about that today father we thank you for just healing bodies touching lives oh we worship you we praise you thank you father thank you jesus thank you jesus come on he's still our champion come on i said he's still the champion and because of him we're champions (laughs) Oh, he's victorious. That makes us victorious. I've tried so hard to see it. Took me so long to believe it. You choose someone like me to carry your victory. Perfection could never earn it. You give what we don't deserve, and you take the broken things and raise them to glory. You are my champion. 
giants fall when you stand undefeated every battle you've won i am who you say i am you crown me with confidence i am seated in the heavenly place undefeated you have now I can finally see it you're teaching me how to receive it so let all the striving cease this is my victory you are my champion giants fall In the heavenly place undefeated With the one who has conquered it all Oh, he's conquered it all Yes, he's conquered it all Oh, yes, he has our reigning champion my voice and shout every wall comes crashing down I have the authority Jesus has given me when I open up my mouth miracles start breaking out I have the authority Jesus has given me Come on, when I lift When I lift my voice and shout Every wall comes crashing down I have the authority Jesus Jesus has given me And when I open up my mouth when I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. I have the authority. I've got the authority. That Jesus has given me. Oh, and you, you are my. He's conquered it all. 
Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause you are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won. I am who you say I am. You crown me with confidence. I am seated in the heavenly place undefeated with the one who has conquered it all. Can we stop right there and praise the Lord for that? Man, that is so powerful. Hallelujah. I want you to greet your neighbor for a moment. Give him a high five or a hug or one of those six feet punches or whatever you do to protect yourself. It's just no peace. <laughs> so glad you're here today. Aren't you glad to be there? Hey, Sandy, good to see you, sister. God bless you. So glad to have you here today. Patty, good to see you again. Bless you. Hallelujah. God is good, huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can take your seat for a moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We had a great time Friday night. We had a good time here and online. <laughs> and uh, we've got so many great reports and uh, messages on Facebook and um, thankful for what God did. Amen. Um, he's still in the uh, miracle business and he's still speaking and changing lives. And I'm thankful for the prophetic words over people. Um, I mean, prophetic words were um, completely confirmed while we were standing here. And so it was just an amazing night full of the power of God. And it's only increasing. Amen. 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 It's only increasing. We're going to continue to plow. We're going to continue to contend what God is doing in this region, in our church, in our lives. We're not going to uh, give up. We're not going to throw in the towel too soon. We're not going to abort our assignment. We're not going to abort our what God has uh, mantled us to be. Amen. And we're going to continue moving forward, not looking back, not turning around. And it's just going to, we're just going to see God do great and mighty things. Amen. I know many of you got touched from the Lord um, uh, Friday night. I was touched. It was just, it was just a great, great night. And so if you weren't able to be here, you can go on uh, YouTube and watch it. And um, amen. Amen. You know, I, I kind of want to preach, but we're just, let's do the announcement video real quick. And then uh, Pastor Peggy will come and then we'll start to flow in the Holy Ghost. Not that we already aren't. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're mighty. You're wonderful. You're amazing. You're a good God. You're a good God. You're a good, good God. Good morning, TGP. My name's Alexis. Today is Sunday, March 28th, and these are your morning announcements. If this is your first time to TGP, we would like to say welcome, and we are so glad that you're here. To learn more about our church, text the word CONNECT to 409-230-0103. We would love the opportunity to connect with you. Just a reminder, there is no midweek service, and we will return in April. 
Open Heavens Regional was amazing. If you missed it, you can watch the replay on our Facebook or YouTube page. I promise you will be blessed. Revival Weekend is a set-apart moment in which hungry believers gather to push, press in, and contend. And this is what we are called to do, post-revival. Go ahead and put these dates on your calendar right now and make plans to be there. April 23rd through the 25th, we will have special guest Joshua Fowler. And May 21st and 22nd, we will have Lydia Morrow. Next week is Easter, and we are so excited about what God is going to do. We believe that God is going to use Easter weekend to reveal His hope and love to your family and friends. Go ahead and make a list of your family and friends and invite them to church. Today is our Next Steps class. If you are new to TGP or have never attended a Next Steps class, please join Pastors Jeff and John today immediately following service. This class will be one hour long and will help you getting plugged in here at TGP. We will be doing baptisms next Sunday. There is a sign-up sheet at the Welcome Center at the Orange Wall. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at www.tgp.church and on Facebook and Instagram at TGP Mid-County. Good morning, TGP. My name is Alexis. Today is Sunday, March. just want to kind of transition here and give you the opportunity to give this morning and you know uh, Pastor John and the leaders and I have really talked a lot about this that you know I really think the money issue in the church is a lot of times a big turn off to people you know I, I really think we have we've got something that we need to pray about people are not coming to church and younger people are not coming to church. It's hard to get them motivated to want to meet together because there's so many distractions. There's so many things that are pulling them away from church. And there's so many other ways to do it. And I really feel like the, the virus has been a big part of that because we were all out of church for so long. And so we just really need to pray as a family what is the church supposed to transition into so that it's a a positive thing and it has that spiritual magnetic force that's going to draw people in? And, you know, we know here as a body that we believe it's the presence of God. When the presence of God is actually moving and working and tangible in the service, that will be what draws forth people back into church and i want to just just say this before i do the offering because pastor john told me just flow with the spirit so i'm so this just came into my mind a little bit ago i want to encourage you guys for those friday night revival meetings to come and i know that that he just mentioned it and he said it was really good and everything but let me throw it at you at a, a different way to look at this that pastor john and jeff can't say I want to show y'all a picture. Jeff, could you put that picture up? <laughs> it just popped in my mind back there. Now, this was, I'm trying to think of the year. We were going to Florida to go to Disney World and to go to Benny Hinn's church for the New Year's Eve communion service. And it was awesome. Yes, the bus had a hole in the floor. Yeah, the bus was a jalopy in every sense of the word, but it got us there, huh? And um, 
Arnold and I were our youth pastors. It was at Freedom Christian Fellowship down the road there. And I want to say John and Jeff were in seventh grade. So was that be like 14 years old? Is that about right? Anyone around? Okay, so I think they were in seventh grade. Younger. But the, but what this is why the Lord put it on my heart. I can say this where they can't say this. And even Mama Pat can't really say it because, you know. But I can say it as an outsider. I'm telling you guys that these two young men are stepping into some greatness in the spirit realm. And the reason I showed that, oh, Jeff put it back up. The reason I showed it is because that many years ago, these young men were pressing into God. And look at them. They were just kids. They were pressing into God. And there's a verse in the Bible that where the Lord says, shall I bring one to labor and not give birth? They have been pressing in for that many years, probably 25 years or more. Do you not think that God will not be faithful to have them, these two young men of God step into their time of power? I'm telling y'all, it's coming. And we saw a little taste of it Friday night when John was ministering. He was flowing in the prophetic so strong and so accurately. And so I'm telling you guys from an unfamily point of view, there's fixing to be some power released through these two men of God. And so we are fortunate enough to be on the on the, the ground floor of it. But it's going to come and it's going to, I mean, you heard the prophecies last week. It is going to come and people are going to come. And so I just want to encourage you that you're in the right place at the right time right now. And pretty soon, all of us, we're going to be the ones doing the work. Because the people are going to come in. There's going to be people that don't, don't know the Lord from Adam. But they're going to be drawn in. And all of us, it's going to be all hands on deck. Because we're going to need every set of hands to do the work to make this thing work for the kingdom. And, you know, I just want to give kudos to, to Patricia, too. Because, you know what? She had them in church every time the doors were open. And you don't think that everything that they do for the kingdom, that's going to go on her crown too. Because she made sure they were raised right. Amen? So I just want to say great things are ahead. Great things are ahead. And we are very blessed. And I think the fact that they're twins tells us double. Double. We're going to have double power, double portion, double blessings, double healing, double prosperity, everything, okay? We're, we're in a good place right here, church, so just, just get your faith up and be expecting, amen? Okay, back to the offering. Okay, let me show you this verse, and the Lord, actually the Lord showed me this verse, and then John asked me to share for the offering, and so I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Let me show it to you. It's out of the Passion Translation at 2 Corinthians 9.12. And it says this, the priestly ministry you are providing through your offering not only supplies what is lacking for God's people, it inspires an outpouring of praises and thanksgiving to God himself. Let me bring out three quick points. Guys, your offering 
According to this, when you give, your offering is doing the ministry of a priest unto God. It says the priestly ministry you're providing through your offering. By giving an offering, you are doing priestly ministry. Now, we tend to equate a priest with the Catholic Church, and so we kind of, you know, we can't really figure it out. But you got to realize in the Bible, in the Old Testament, there were priests, and it was a big deal to be a priest. And the priest's job was to minister unto the Lord. Now, on this side of the cross, because Jesus was a king, a priest, and a prophet, he put that in us, and we are called to be priests unto the Lord. We are actually made kings and priests, according to Revelation 1.6. So we are priests. We are called to minister unto the Lord, each of us individually. And according to this, when we give an offering, we're doing priestly ministry. And that's a big deal in the spirit realm. Okay, the second thing I want you to see, it says that the through your offering, it not only supplies what is lacking for God's people. So we saw it in the spirit realm, priestly ministry, but we got to bring it into the natural realm. TGP has bills, you know. We got to pay the electric bill. We got to, you know, we've got to go to Sam's and get supplies. We got to do all this kind of stuff. And our offerings, don't forget, it supplies what's lacking for our church body. And so that's why we don't want to be a money church. And we don't want to be like, oh, we just want your money, you know. But at the same time, that's the system God set up. That we're people, the people are to give. They're supposed to give their tithes, their offerings, their, you know, their special alms and all this stuff. And that provides the needs of the church. So just, just keep that in remembrance, okay? There's never a time that you can give to a church that the money's not needed, you know? Because every pastor has giant visions in their hearts, and they can use every penny to do the work of the kingdom, okay? But I want you to see, then it ends up by saying, through your offering, it not only supplies what's lacking for God's people, but it inspires an outpouring of praise and thanksgiving to God himself. I mean, who would think? You go to put $5 in the bucket, and it's that goes in the spirit realm as praise and thanksgiving to Father God on the throne. We have to realize that as Christians, everything that we do has spiritual consequences. And this says that our offerings gives praise and thanksgiving to God. And guess what? When the praises go up, the blessings come down, right? God's not going to ignore that. So just know that the giving of the offering is something we want to give you an opportunity to do. And, you know, there's also seed planting. Right now, the Lord has put it on my heart that I've got a situation. I need to start planting seeds towards that, you know. And you guys know that, and we know that's that thing. But remember about seed planting, too, that it's important. If you're believing for something, it's like, Lord, okay, I really need this to happen. Okay, I'm going to plant a seed just for that. And God honors that, okay? So there's all kinds of, you know, we've got tithes, we've got offerings, we've got seeds. So just keep that in mind that that's part of what we're supposed to do and uh, participate in as, as the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's pray for our offerings, Lord, as we give. And well, let me say this before. You can text to give. You can, you can give to text. You 
can email to give. You can do. Oh. You can text to give to 936-261-8142. Or you can text connect. No, don't do that. Give. Okay, but you can go. I prefer to go to the website and just click give and just put it in there. But you can go to the website, tgp.church, or you can write a check, or you can actually give money. You know, that's the last time we had a special speaker here. I didn't have any money. I didn't have my car. I had to turn around, and Carolyn was behind me. I said, give me some money so I can put something in the offering. I didn't have any cash. Okay, so like a lot of us don't carry cash. You know, I know. And you can put it in the black box on your way out, and nobody but you and the Lord will see it, and that gives you extra blessings. You know, we don't want to wave our checks around and say, look at me. You know, it's between it's between you and God, okay? So let's pray over our offerings, okay? Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we just thank you that you are a good God, that you are a generous God, and you are a God that is absolutely faithful, dear God. You are a God that... that that rewards those who diligently seek you. And Father God, we just thank you for this new season of power that this church is stepping into through our leadership of John and Jeff, dear God. Lord, we thank you that you have forged them in the fires. You have established their character to the point that they are strong enough to carry the mantles that you are placing and activating upon them, dear God. So, Lord, we thank you for what's ahead for the future of this church, dear God. We thank you for the revival that's going to come. Lord, may it bring honor and glory to you. May the lost be saved, the sick be healed. May the kingdom of God be advanced through this house of God. In Jesus' name, Lord. And, Lord, we just ask now that you bless our offerings, dear God. Lord, we know that that there are needs, that everybody has needs, Lord, but help us to always remember that we cannot outgive you, that any time we give, you bless back, dear God, and you meet our needs in other, other ways. It may not even be a financial. It may be changing someone's heart, dear God, but, Lord, we cannot outgive you, Lord. So, Lord, we just pray a blessing on the finances of this church, dear God, and I pray a blessing upon every single person here and every single person who's listening online, Lord, that their finances would increase, would prosper, and would be blessed mightily from the rest for the rest of this year, dear God. Just let us see supernatural multiplication in our monthly income, dear God, and supernatural debt removal in our lives, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Okay, I just want to talk to you guys really fast before we do this last song, before uh, Pastor John starts speaking. Um, He's been speaking about moving forward, and of course the title of this song is Moving Forward, but I really want y'all to pay attention to the lyrics in it, because if you haven't heard it before, most of you probably have, but it should be our anthem for right now, about the season that we're all as a body moving into, which is not turning it back and looking at what was behind us, but just seriously moving forward to what God is calling us to, and just collectively just keeping our eyes focused on Him and not letting anything behind us distract us because that's what we need to really avoid right now amen amen
not going back I'm moving ahead I'm here to declare to you My past is over And you, old things are made new Surrender my life to Christ I'm moving, moving forward such a freedom I have found in you you're the healer who makes all things new yeah 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 I'm not going back I'm moving ahead I'm here to declare to you my past is over and you Things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. Forward. Risen with all power in your hands, you have given me. Second chance, hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going back, I'm moving ahead, I'm here to declare to you, my past is over and Surrender my life to Christ. I'm say I'm moving, moving. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you. My past is over in you. Oh, things are made new. Surrender my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward. Do it. 
say forward. Yeah, come on, give the Lord a praise. Come on, say forward again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We are moving forward, huh? Not looking back. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome you this morning to, to church. And uh, just a reminder if you um, have joined the church in the last year, please, please, please stay after today for just 30 minutes to an hour. We're going to give you a packet with all of our information about the church. Um, and then, if you, of course, if you're going to want to get baptized, that's open to everybody. Uh, if you want to get be baptized, we're doing that next um, Sunday. We're going to provide a T-shirt. You just come with something um, to wear um, underneath and et cetera, et cetera. And a towel, yes, and a towel. Um, and so it's going to be a great day next week Make sure you bring somebody with you um, It's going to be a powerful day I already know what the Lord wants me to preach on I've got two trails of thoughts Maybe three trails <laughs> And so we're going to figure out what the best one is and go for it Amen Amen. So I'm looking forward There's a sign up sheet in the back for baptism And it's just going to be a great day in the Lord Happy Palm Sunday um, I passed by a few churches this morning Religious churches and they had their palms out and, I, and it hit me, and, and it hit me, and I said, you know what? I am a palm. I, these are my palms. These are my branches. I'm waving my palms. <laughs> and so I don't need to have, anyway, hallelujah. Glory, glory. I'm going to switch over, can I? All right. Um. So I'm going to um, begin somehow a series called Revival 2.0. And I, I realized a few weeks ago that I never actually have ever done a revival series. And I've never even have really talked about revival in the way that I'm going to talk about it today. And I want you to uh, open your Bible to, um, I don't know, let's go to first, uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 16. Let's start there. Matthew 16, it would help if I would bring, there it is. Matthew 16, and y'all just give me a few minutes this morning. I want to try to und uh, try to get this out of my system, amen, and then we'll come back on um, next Sunday. Do y'all hear a buzz? Is that me? Is that this mic? Or is it this? Ooh, yeah, it is. Driving me nuts. It's like going in and out. Don't bear with us a minute. It's off. Yeah, it's off. Nope, it's back. It's on. Wait. Wait. 
I don't hear anything. Well, now I can't. I hear it now. You got it now? Okay. All right, let's go back to the word now. Yeah, now I hear it. It's okay. All right, well, let's just deal with it. Let's, 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 it's a demonic distraction. We're going to move forward. All right. Um, Matthew 16 and um, and Matthew chapter number 16. And uh, just let's see here. Verse 1. It says this. The Pharisees and the Sadducees approached and tested him, asking him to show them a sign from heaven. And he replied, when evening comes, you say it'll be good weather because they say it is red. And in the morning, today will be stormy because the sky is red and threatening. You know how to read the appearance of the sky, but you can't read the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation demands a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. Then he left them and went away and went away. Um. But no sound will be given to the thunder. And then verse number five. The disciples reached the other shore, and they, and they had forgotten to take bread. And Jesus told them, watch out and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they were discussing among themselves, we didn't bring any bread. And aware of this, Jesus said, you have little faith. Why are you discussing among yourselves that you did not have bread? Don't you understand yet? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000? And how many baskets you collected? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000? And how many large baskets you collected? Why is it you don't understand that when I told you? Beware, again, he says, of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It wasn't about bread. Then they understood that he had, he had, then they understood that he had not told them to beware of the leaven and bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, I want us to look, let me look at this another way uh, this morning. And I'm going to speak on this because it's important for us to understand that there's still Pharisees and Sadducees out there today. <laughs> and if we look at this in the Passion Translation, in verse number, um, look at verse 5. It says, later as Jesus and his disciples crossed over to the other side of the lake, the disciples realized they had forgotten to bring any loaves of bread, and Jesus spoke to them and said, Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And then thinking Jesus was scolding them over not bringing bread, they began to discuss it among themselves. And knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, You have such little faith. At this point, Jesus, Jesus is about put out with them. Amen. And he says, Why are you arguing with one another about having no bread? Are you so slow to understand? <laughs> Even Jesus cocked an attitude. Have you forgotten the miracle of feeding the 5,000 families and each of you ended up with a basket full of fragments and how seven loaves of bread fed 4,000 families? And don't you understand? I'm not talking about bread, but I'm, war I'm warning you to avoid the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And I want to read this to you about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You guys good? All right. Here we go. Of the three major sects of Judaism that the... That on the, of that day, Pharisees and Sadducees. The Sadducees were a small uh, but influential group that philosophically denied the supernatural and gravitated instead toward political control of the people. 
That's, that's, that's the Sadducees. Now, we still have those among the body today. We have Sadducee-type churches. <laughs> we have Pharisee-type churches. Uh, let's look at this. I got to find it here. Forgive me. It was in my notes. I don't know what I did with my notes. Um, now these now this these guys these um, these groups of people were religious spirits. They didn't understand Jesus and Jesus' ways. Jesus was a was a supernatural person. He moved in supernatural power. And they didn't want anything to do with it. In fact, they're the ones that killed Jesus. Amen. They killed him. A religious spirit will always try to come in and block the flow of God, control the flow of God, want to dominate the flow of God. And let me say this to this church and those that are watching, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just because you don't understand something in the moving of God doesn't mean it's not God. Just because you don't understand why someone's loud and wild and crazy doesn't mean that they're possessed by a demon. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Just because prophetic words haven't come to pass like you thought they should doesn't mean the prophetic word wasn't true. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Amen. And so verse number, uh, let's look at verse um, 13. And when Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. What are the people saying about me, the Son of Man, and who do they believe I am? And they answered, some were convinced you were John the baptizer. Others say you're Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, who do you say that I am? In verse 16, Simon Peter spoke up and said, well, you're the anointed one, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, you're favored and privileged, for you didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed this to you. And I give you the name Peter, a stone. And this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to, over, to overpower it. I will give you the keys of kingdoms uh, heaven realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. He then gave his disciples strict orders not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Go back up and let's look at this, verse 18. I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth what is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. Sounds like me revival. Sounds like to me a supernatural move of the spirit. Sounds like to me... Jesus saying, I'm giving you the keys to unlock the heavenly realms on earth as it is in heaven. It's, it's, it's God's power overtaking and overpowering this earthen realm. We've been given the power, the keys to move forward, to release heaven on earth. What's going on in heaven, we release it on earth. Now, let me say this. The Greek word for church is ecclesia. I've said it before, and I know many of you maybe may not understand what that is. The, the term ecclesia is uh, the word for church is ecclesia, and it means a legislative assembly. It also means selected ones. 
This is not a religious term at all, but a political and government term that is used many times in classical Greek for a group of people who have been summoned and gathered together to govern the affairs of a city. For Jesus to use this term means he has given the keys of governmental authority in his kingdom to the church. So that means we have authority from heaven, from Jesus, to shift and change atmospheres. So we're gathered here together today to form a legislative body to decree heaven's word over our families, over our region, over our workplaces, and we have been given keys to shift and change things. Keys represent authority. Keys, it's a legal right to unlock and enter and to leave a place and to lock it back up. It's, it's authority. Isaiah 22 and 22 says, I will place upon his shoulders the keys to the treasure of David's palace. He will open doors that no one can, sh can shut, and he will shut doors that no one can open. It's keys. God has given us keys to unlock heaven over this region, to unlock heaven over your life, to unlock heaven over a church, over your business, over your ministry. But you got to learn to turn the key. You got to learn to use the keys God's given you to change atmospheres, climates, and cultures. It's up to you. It's up to you. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees because they're going to tell you you're not able to do that. They're going to tell you the religious people will say you're not qualified. You're not appointed. Who are you to do that? Well, you got all of heaven is backing you up right here. He's telling you, I've already given it to you. Just do it. Just do it. So what is revival? Revival simply is this. The sustained presence and power of God that results in transformation and reformation. Transformation and reformation. Revival will never come to a people who do not understand what church is, really is. Church is a legislative assembly that's decreeing the heaven's word, the words of heaven over a region, over a territory, over a business, over your life. Revival comes to people that understand that when, that, that when revival comes, God is stepping in to the moment. Friday night, the Lord kept telling me, kept encouraging, challenging the people that were here to step into the moment, to step into the moment. Don't miss the moment. Step into the moment. And when God steps into a life, a church, or a territory, or region, that is revival. I have to admit to you today that, yes, his presence is here. His glory is here. His power is here. But there's another layer that he wants to add to it to begin to uh, get the attention of people around us. It's, it's not about our this church. It's not about me or Jeff. But Jesus wants to advertise himself. And he can't do that <clears throat> until the legislative assembly comes together and says, I'm going to carry the weight. I'm going to carry the weight of revival. I'm going to carry it myself. And that's not just me carrying it or Jeff or leadership. That's all of us, the assembly of God that says, I'm going to carry the weight. I'm going to carry the weight. Revival is, comes to empower believers to go out and to demonstrate his love and power to unbelievers. Revival comes to empower believers to be witnesses and to make disciples. Most revivals failed because they weren't making disciples. They got folks saved, 
but they didn't have a an, a, uh, an assimilation team to get their information and throw them into a class, throw them into a discipleship opportunity to help develop them into who God wants them to be. I love Brownsville. I love the Bay of the Holy Spirit revival, but there was nothing that I'm aware of that um, assimilated them into something to get them um, plugged in to a local church or to the Word of God. And, I, and I, it hurts my heart because millions were saved, but where are they today? Where are they today? <clears throat> and so, so when revival comes, we, we carry a heavy weight of responsibility to not just get people saved, but get them discipled. Because if they're not getting discipled, they're not moving. They're just hovering. They're just waiting for the next thing that comes along. And then church becomes the next thing. When, they, when it needs to be a discipleship moment, an encounter, a daily encounter with the living God. Amen. Amen. So, but beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They'll say, they'll, they'll let you know that this is not true. They'll let you know that. In order to have revival, there must be a people who will carry revival no matter the cost. And oh, will it cost? It'll cost you everything. It'll cost you everything. He says, I give you the name Peter, a stone, and this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. And I'll give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm. We have the keys of heaven's kingdom realm. I think it's Ephesians 2.20 that says um, that he is the cornerstone. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. So this church, it's built upon, and the scripture goes on, says on, on the apostles and the prophets. And this church has been built on an apostolic, uh, foundation and a prophetic foundation. We need all of the fivefold. We need the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, the apostle, and the prophet. We need it all to work together as a will to help us move forward. But we have to understand that it's just not someone speaking, but it's all of us, the legislative assembly, that's carrying a weight of revival. The other day I um, had a, a vision, and it was it was Sunday, actually, and I was standing up here, and Brother Carl Bean was talking, and he said that there's been some, um, I think he said leaders or pastors that have said before that they feel like they've been carrying it by themselves. And I've said that before, and I know other leaders that I know have said it before. And... Um, <clears throat> And the Lord gave me a vision. And in this vision, I saw a road. And I saw where... I saw on this rope... Uh, Jake, straighten that up. So in, in this rope, I was standing here and had a rope right here. And I was just standing here, and every time I tried to move, I felt resistance. And the Lord told me that was what you felt even last year. And every time I moved back, I felt pull, pull, little pull, pull. Pull, pull, there you go, pull, pull. Okay. And I felt like I was moving backwards and backwards. And I know a lot of us, I know a lot of us during COVID felt like we were moving backwards. That we felt like we were defeated. We felt defeated. We, everything was closed, and we had to 
wear masks and all this other stuff. And we just felt like we were muzzled. And so I found a scripture the other day as I was driving to, to Louisiana. And um, <clears throat> it was Proverbs. Huh? What? Well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I was on the way to Marksville. And this scripture, uh, I was reminded of this scripture. Proverbs chapter number 14. Go there if you can. Go there if you can. Proverbs chapter number 14. And I want to mention this to you. Proverbs chapter number 14. And this is where I want to try to end up. So how, how why are we, this church is called to care revival. How is it going to happen? How, 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 how are we going to do this? Okay. Proverbs 14 verse 4. It says this. Where there are no oxen, the feeding trough is empty, but an abundant harvest comes through the strength of an ox. Through the strength of an ox. What does that mean for us? Let me read it a different way. Proverbs 14 and verse number 4. Let me read it from the Passion Translation. It says this. The only clean stable is an empty stable. So if you want the work of an ox and to enjoy an abundant harvest, you'll have a mess or two to clean up. So it's going to take people who are going to say, I'm going to die to my flesh. It's going to take people who are going to say, I'm going to forget about my past, forget about yesterday. I'm going to move forward. And it's going to take people that will say, you know what? I'm going to hold the line. I'm going to hold the line. I'm not going to let the enemy come in. I'm going to hold the line. This represents protection. When, a, when an ox, when an oxen has a yoke, it's called a yoke, correct, Carl? A yoke? When, when an oxen is yoked, there is no way for that oxen to look back. All that oxen does is looking forward. Sure. Amen. Amen. And so when you're, when you're yoked, that means, that means that there's no way for you to go this way and there's no way for you to go that way and there's definitely a way to go back to back up. And so when we're yoked together equally, not unequally, but equally understanding the vision that God has released in the house, then we're able to carry the weight of revival. Each of us carrying the weight. Each of us um, uh, doing our part to release this thing. I heard a preacher say the other day, uh, Pastor Kim Owens said this the other day, it's time we gain weight. And I said, yes, finally a preacher that understands me. And then she had to say, but I'm not talking about physically. I said, great. She said, it's time that we, the body of Christ gains weight. And she said, the way we do that is reading the word of God. She, then she said that the Shekinah glory is called kabod. It's the weighty presence of God. It's the weighty glory. And she said, if you're going to carry a revival, you're going to have to have, to have some, put some weight on you and put some strength on you to carry this thing because it's not, he's, the Lord ain't going to put revival on you if you're a weak, spineless Christian that loves the couch. You're going to have to get off the couch, put your potato chips away, turn your TV off, and gain some weight in the spirit to do this thing. <clears throat> so we got to gain weight this church needs to gain weight 
spiritually. We got to gain weight. We got to we got to put die to some things. We got to quit being so selfish and so needy. The body of Christ is such a bunch of people who are entitled, who who they want to go from conference to conference and profit and profit to get a word from the Lord. And we're looking and we want this. And God is saying in this season, I really just want to fellowship with you. I want to commune with you. And if you'll just give me five minutes, I'll change your life. That's all. He, you don't even give him three hours or four hours. You don't have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and spend five hours with him before you start your day. Just give him five minutes. Just invite him in your car for five minutes. And he says, I'll come and I'll help you. I'll change you. I'll give you strategy. I'll let you know how to work with that crazy work, that crazy um, employee and that, and that crazy family member. I'll, I'll give you this. I'll tell you what to do. But, but, but you're going to have to die to yourself. You're going to have to die to your opinion. You're going to have to die to your political preference. You're going to have to die to all that mess because I've called you to be a kingdom person, a legislative assembly, the ecclesia that releases heaven on earth. And so if we're going to carry revival, we're going to have to carry, get some weight on us. We're going to have to be able to be strong. It says that the ox, that the harvest came because of the strength of the ox, because of the strength. It was. It, it, I've been around uh, their cows before, and they're pretty humongous animals. And we know we'd pet them, and but they're not to be petted. What this is saying here is that this ox, that Elisha, what was he doing when Elijah called him? He had a bunch of ox, and he was plowing the field, and Elijah came by. And let's just look, let's just go there. Let's just go there. I got a few more minutes. Let's go to First Kings nineteen. You got everybody good? So if we're gonna if we're gonna carry revival. If we're gonna be mantled. With revival, there's some things that we need to do. First Kings 19, verse 1. Oh, good. This clock is running slower than that clock. Amen. First Kings 19, verse 1, it says, that's right. In fact, let me just encourage you here. I, I, um, I was very convicted the last Sunday when Carl Kaufman said, get rid of that clock. And, um, and we do that because we do that just to, you know, we want to make sure that we honor time and we, we bless you and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? This is the only time we get to hang out. This is it. And so I, I'm going to deliver everything I have because I'm not going to go home feeling incomplete. I'm going to deliver the assignment of the Lord, and you can just tell your belly to chill out, okay? Amen. <laughs> that burger's going to be there when you get out. Okay, First Kings 19, verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And let me say this. Um, Jezebel cannot work effectively without Ahab. Okay, Ahab is weak. Ahab is spineless. Jezebel controls everything and does everything. So Jezebel doesn't work without an Ahab. So if there's a Jezebel roaming around, there surely is an Ahab. And so it goes on. It says, and also, uh, it says Ahab told Jezebel that Eli what, all that Elijah had done and also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. And Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. So this prophet of God just had the greatest breakthrough he's ever had in his life. And then he gets a message from this crazy evil demonic spirit and uh, because he's so fearful and afraid he goes and hides 
Verse 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came, came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough. Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. And then as he lay and slept under the broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank, and he laid down again. And the angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose, ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. Let's look at this. The angels came twice and said what? Arise and eat. In other words, Elijah, you need to gain some weight. Because what you're fixing to do is going to cost you everything, and the, what, you're, what you carry is mightier than you, so you're going to have to get some strength. Verse 9. And from that point, he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? And so he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant tore down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. And I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Verse 11. And then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. So it was when Elijah heard, heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, Well, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because of the children of Israel forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars and killed your... I mean, he just said that, right? Didn't we just read that? Yes. So here we go again. Going around the mountain again another cycle oh poor pitiful me <laughs> verse 15 and the lord said to him go return on your way to the wilderness of damascus and when you arrive <clears throat> anoint hazel as king over syria also you shall anoint jehu and elisha and you shall anoint his prophet in your place verse 17 and it shall be that whoever escapes the sword of hazel jehu will kill and whoever escapes the sword of jehu elisha will kill yet i have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Verse 19. So he departed from there and found Elisha, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he was with the 12. And then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please let me uh, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for, for what have I done to you? So Elisha turned back from him, took the yoke of oxen, he slaughtered them, and um, boiled their flesh, using the oxen's equipment, and gave it to the people, and they ate. And then he arose and followed Elijah and became a servant. There's some things I want to pull out of this real quick. <clears throat> I want to pull this out of here real quick. Of course, after every breakthrough, the, the uh, demonic spirit will always try to come in and take it from you. He will always want to waylay you and get you to feel depressed, discouraged, defeated. That's the works of the enemy. That's, I mean, you have to rise above that. 
after every great breakthrough, there's always the enemy will always try to come in and give you a defeat. So keep your eyes open. Amen. And so then we see here that Elijah gets depressed, goes into this cave, and he he's he's told by the angel twice, you're gonna need to eat this. You gotta gain some weight, you need to gain some strength, because it's fixing to be a you're you're fixing to begin to mentor the next generation. And you can't mentor them correctly if you don't get some weight on you. If you don't get some strength on you. I'm fixing to give you an impartation of moving forward, but you're going to need to release it to the next generation. But you're going to have to arise and eat. What does he do? He goes into the cave, spends the night, and the Lord, this angel, asks him twice, what are you doing here? He says, well, you know, I've already gave you a strategy, gave you a plan, and you're still in the same place where I left you. Still there, still doing the same thing, still circling around, still trying to, you know. And then, then, then he says, go out and stand before the Lord on the mountain. And behold, the Lord passed by. And all this, this dramatic scene happened. And all of a sudden, he realized that, that God wasn't in all the rumblings and the shakings. He was in the still, small voice. And then Elijah, uh, and then when, then when Elijah heard the still, small voice, what did he do? He put his face, he wrapped his face in his mantle. And then he went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And the voice came to him and said it again, Elijah, what are you doing here? And my question to you this morning is, why are you still hanging out in a cave when God has called you to walk out of the cave? Your cave represents your past. Your cave represents what didn't work, who didn't call you, what didn't happen, all these, who would have, what, you know, all that mess. And God is saying it's time to get out of the cave Walk into your promise, walk into your destiny, but you're going to have to eat something. You're going to have to eat the word of God. You're going to have to get in your in the secret place and receive his strength because what I'm fixing to mantle you with, you're not ready for because you need to gain some weight. You got to gain some strength. So how are we going to carry revival? If we're truly mantled with it, we're going to have to pray. We're going to have to cut some, disconnect some things out of our life. We're going to have to cut some things away. We're going to have to get into the word of God. We're going to have to pray and worship and fast, read the word, get with each other. And we've got to gain some strength. <clears throat> Notice Elisha. He got rid of every distraction in his life because he wanted what Elijah had. You can't have everything that God wants you to have um, by, by hanging on to what he wants you to let go of. You can't, you can't do this thing called ministry if you're still hanging on to your old lifestyle, drinking and partying and carrying on. You can't say you love God in one breath and want to cuss out the person in the next breath. <clears throat> you, can't, you can't spend all day, you know, whatever, and, and expect God to, to expect to carry a mantle of revival upon you because God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. And so God is saying, if you're going to carry a weight of revival, disconnect from some places, some from people, some things. And I want to, um, I want to encourage you because this is a time of contending. Like I've said last week, this is a time of, of moving forward. This is a time of, of, of getting in position and staying in position and not wondering, well, you know, last week I felt like I was this, this week I don't feel that way. So I'm not going to, you know, one week I'm an intercessor, the next week I'm a prophet, the next week I'm a whatever. No, you need to find out who you are. And the way you find that out is by in his presence, in the secret place, 
get a, get God's revelation about who you are and contend for that. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't care if you've been in church for 35, 40 years. I don't care. God is doing a new thing and you need to look at church differently. Because I'm not going to do it like your last pastor did it. I'm not going to do church like everyone else does it. I'm going to do what he wants us to do. And if God is saying in this season to contend for a move, that's what we do. <laughs> I'm just making sure, making sure. And if God has called us to be a revival church, then that's what we're going to do. Amen. We're going to be the legislative assembly. We're going to be that ecclesia who, who will stand in the face of, of adversity and contrary winds and saying, I'm not going to move. I'm going to speak the truth of the word of the Lord, and that's going to be the truth. Your truth is fake news. I don't care about you. I'm going to speak the word of God. In the face of whatever demonic resistance that we may come up against. Amen. We're going to contend. We're going to fight for what we believe. We're going to contend earnestly for the faith. We're going to contend earnestly for the move of God in this region. We're going to contend earnestly. Everybody say, we have the power. We have the power. <clears throat> Jeff, come join me real quick. Amen. Just stand right here. <clears throat> uh, we can't do this without you. So here's the invitation. Let's stand. We can't do this thing without you. God has mantled us for revival, for awakening, for reformation. And if you belong to this church, then he's mantled you with the same exact thing. Because you wouldn't be God wouldn't have sent you here. If God gave us this vision, he wouldn't have sent you here to be division. Do I need to say that again? If you're a member of this church, that means you're mantled with revival. God sent you here because of that vision. He didn't send you here to be division. So all of us today in this room are mantled with revival, mantled with awakening, mantled with transformation, reformation. We're mantled with God's love to go out there and be a burning bush for somebody to experience Jesus. And so the way we're going to end this tonight or this morning, I'm still in Friday night. The way we're going to end this this morning is um, I want all of us to make a fresh commitment to first off to the father to, to the lord i want us to make a fresh commitment to read our bibles to pray to fast you say, oh, pastor john that's not really what you know that's not really relevant not many churches do that anymore pastor john that's like old school no it's relevant it's what we do <laughs> we're kingdom people we're ecclesia we can't decree heaven's agenda if we don't know heaven's agenda. And we get heaven's agenda by reading the word of God. 
And as you as you read the word of God, you go to that secret place, encounter with him, he'll give you, he'll tell you what to decree and declare. I had a, oh, a real popular preacher tell me the other day, uh, tell me a couple months ago, uh, that decree and declaring thing ain't really, you know, that's not really what that means. And I said, bro, I was like, no, I ended the Zoom meeting. Because decreeing, decree, it says in the word in Job, decree a thing and it shall be established. Well, if you look at it from this, I'm not, this is not the season to debate. This is not the season to fight. So it's a season to dig into the word of God and to get mantled. So if you're a member of this church, you're mantled with revival. You carry what we carry because it goes from the head down. And I want every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going to do this real quick. If today you say, Pastor John, I am away from the Lord. I have spoken against leadership. I have spoken against the word of God. I've despised prophecy. I've despised miracle signs and wonders. I don't want it. Didn't want it. I've been hurt by prophecy. I've been hurt by this, that, and the other. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you, between you and Father God, right now to get that mess cleaned up. Get it cleaned up right now. Between you and God. You see, church hurt me. Pastors have hurt me. They've hurt me too, but let's get it cleaned up right now. This is an opportunity. Let the healing power of God fill you right now. Let it fill you right now. Repent. Repentance is relevant. Father, we just repent right now. We repent for being contrary, for being resistant to the flow of the, your spirit. We repent, God, for not always wanting to do it your way. We wanted to be selfish and do it our way. We repent. We repent for thinking our opinion was greater than your word. Father, we want to care. We want to gain weight. We want the glory of God to be rest to rest upon our shoulders like the Ark of the Covenant when they came in. That it rested upon their shoulders, God, and and and. And David uh, uh, danced with all of his might, Father. We want the glory to rest upon us. But, Father, we can't move into this new thing if we're still dealing with unresolved issues from the past. So, Father, touch our hearts. Touch our minds right now. Touch our hearts. Touch our minds so that we can move into this new thing that you have. We want to be, we want to have, we want to have the strength to carry revival we want to have the strength to carry a revival mantle. We want to put on weight in your glory, God. Put on weight by reading your word. Come on, Father, we just thank you for cleansing us, for purifying us, for giving us a fresh, clean slate. We thank you for it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to ask for... Um, if you are an elder in this house to come forward and just stand right here, you and your wife, you and your wife just stand looking at me, elders, you and your, your spouse, okay, elders, the elders, okay, uh, okay, okay, Pat, then the leaders, if you are over a ministry team, ministry group, Angie, you're here,
Y'all just stand straight right here. Get in straight line, guys. Straight line. Straight line. Ten hut. Straight line. Like herding cats sometimes. Ten hut. All right. Okay, we're gonna start on this end. Hold that. Just bring it on down. Yes. All right. You stand there. I'm gonna stand over here, and then I want, if at all possible. See, I can't move my own pulpit. <laughs> Y'all must step up. Okay. Now I want you, if you're a member of our church, and if you're mantled with revival, I want you to come forward. Come up closer. Come up closer. Come on, if you're a member of our church, get behind the get behind these guys. Get behind these guys. And then if you're not a member of our church, I want to invite you to be a part of this as well. I want you to come and, and get behind these this second line, this third line. Of course, you don't have to. This is not a not twisting your arm to participate. Now, as we hold the line, The Lord has been giving me this word about holding the line. And holding the line just means that, that all of us are frontliners. All of us are mantled to do ministry. Yes? All of us. And so this represents Jeff, come up here. This represents I'm trying to follow the Lord as much as I can. I want to make sure this is right. You stand by me. This represents, Jeff and I are the, are the head here. Okay? When God gives me revelation, I talk to Jeff about it. He either says you're crazy or something like that. And then I'll go to this front line. And then I'll work my way to the Second line, third line. And that's how the Lord tells me to, to release vision. When Jeff and I are warfaring, the first people to usually feel it are the frontliners. And then sometimes it might leak out a little bit, depending on relationships and that type of thing. So I want to charge this front line right now with this word hold the line. Don't allow division, frustration, intimidation, inferiority, Jezebel. Don't allow that in this church. We need this front line to step it up a notch. We need you to step it up a notch. Secondly, secondly, members of the church, we're, we're all either members or we're family. I mean, either you've joined this church or your friends of ours, your family members of ours. 
y'all have a responsibility as well to pray and to and receive and to fast. The Bible says that he gave some to be prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, apostles for the perfection of the saints to do the work of the ministry. What I do on Sunday is not preparing you for ministry. That's What prepares you for ministry is discipleship. Okay, What I do here is try to challenge you, encourage you, and, and push you a little further. So TGP, we're about to we're about to go heavy into discipleship because we have to we have to activate you. We've got to activate you into your next. You got to we got to activate you to be into ministry. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm in. No, there's another level of ministry that you haven't even tapped into yet that you're fixing to tap into. And so we're going to pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you right now for a fresh anointing to drop upon each leader to drop upon each member to drop upon each family member father we thank you that you've called us to revival you've called us to uh, in, to, to um, uh, transform and reform to so, father as a church today we rededicate our hearts our lives our mind we rededicate everything about us to the work of the ministry to save souls to heal bodies to cast out devils, we, Father, right now, we make a commitment as a church family to hold the line. To be, to have your discernment. To have your discernment. We want to carry revival. And we understand, God, at this moment and this junction in our journey, we're a little skinny. And, Father, we just ask you right now to give us the weight. We want to put on the glory weight. We want to put on that, that strength. That, that power that you have given us, that you want us to walk in. We want to have that. So, Father, we can recommit right now to flowing in the Spirit, to revival, to the move of God, to healing, to signs and wonders. Father, you've called us to be a revival church, and we want to carry that mantle well. So, Father, we thank you for giving us strength and eyes to see and ears to hear. And we thank you, Lord, that today, today is a, is a, is a landmark day. A monumental day where we take a, we take a step as a church family to move into revival. To move into revival, we thank you that we are all in agreement today, all in agreement. And as we move, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want the I want these leaders to turn around. And pray for the person in front of you. Just drop the rope. Just pray over the person behind you. Come on. Or just release that presence. Release that glory. Come on, just pray. Thank you, Lord. Burn for Jesus. Burn. Let the fire of revival burn in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, let it start with us right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Stir the fire, stir the fire, stir, ignite, 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 Father. Ignite, 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 ignite. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Then when you're done with the other one, go to find somebody else. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fresh fire, fresh oil, fresh anointing. 
fresh fire, fresh oil, fresh anointing, new wine, new joy, fresh peace. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Come on, what are you done? Find somebody else. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Apostle Anita, will y'all pray for Linda? They got, that's what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. When you've received a prayer, go ahead and go back to your seat. We're going to wrap up here in just a moment. You're going to come to the new members meeting. Don't leave. Those that are watching on the live stream, we love you. God bless you. Tune in next Sunday. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Have a good Sunday.